0: To save his life, call his wife And, and Good morning! To we wake up to a, a brand new day. A brand new Giant era. Daniel Jones is no longer the Giants quarterback. He's no longer the future of the franchise. The Giants and the Daniel Jones era are over. As they got absolutely trounced by the Raiders. Who, yes fired their coach, fired their GM, fired their offensive coordinator, and wow, they played they played somewhat better than they have over the last few weeks. I don't care about that. The Giants were awful. That is so much more about the Giants being dreadful than it is about the rallying cry that Antonio Pierce gave them uh gave the Raiders. They were just awful from the jump. Offs false starts on fourth and one when the coach tells you in the postgame they were probably just trying to get the team off sides. That's a play they're not even going to run. All Evan Neal has to do is not move, and he can't do that. Then the tush push on fourth and short, the, the, the throws, and then obviously the Daniel Jones injury. And unfortunately, Daniel Jones, his tenure as the future of the New York Giants is over. And that's what this was supposed to be, right? This was supposed to be one last gasp of air for the Daniel Jones is the guy conversation. We were going to find out. He hadn't he doesn't have he didn't he played all those games without Saquon Barkley. He played them without Andrew Thomas. They were both going to be healthy. They were finally going to get a real look at what Daniel Jones can do against the lousy Raiders team. This was going to be the game, the beginning of this stretch of football that was going to help decide what Daniel Jones is moving forward and where the Giants are at the quarterback position moving forward. Well, we don't have to worry about that stretch of football. It has now been decided. And unfortunately, Daniel Jones and his knee giving out and falling down in a heap by himself is going to be the last meaningful snap he takes as quarterback of the New York Giants. And I feel terrible for him, and he's been plagued with bad luck, and he's been plagued with injury issues, and he's been plagued with mismanagement from top down. From owner to GMs to all the different head coaches and all the different offenses. It's not strictly Daniel Jones' fault, but the great ones rise above. And he never did, and now that he's injured, and most likely, we don't know for sure, but most likely is torn his ACL, it is now time to do the miserable, disgusting thing That I despise more than anything and is the worst thing a fan should have to do. And the Giants, yet again, put us Giant fans in the position to do it. Jet fans, you've been in the position a bunch. Giant fans, not as much. But here we are again. We are in the position of rooting against our team for our own best interest. We must destroy this village in order to save it. And I hate that. I hate that. It makes me sick to my stomach, but that's what's best for the Giants because the Giants need the best possible pick in the draft to go out and get a franchise quarterback because they don't have one. And we could argue all day long whether they have had one at any point over the last five years, but the fact of the matter is now we know they don't have one. And when you're at the top of the draft in a quarterback-heavy draft with guys like Caleb Williams and Drake May in specific, who are, who are looked at as two of the best quarterback prospects over the last half a decade at least. This is where you want to be. And the Giants are currently picking fourth in the NFL draft. They need to probably do better than that. And I really wish they would have traded away Saquon Barkley and had another top pick, a second-round pick, where they could use that as maybe moving up if needed. But no, they kept him because, you know, what would the offense look like without him? It looked fantastic today with him. Oh, what is this team? You know, he can be here next year. What is this team's offense next year? Next year's a dead season. The best thing about him being here next year is hopefully they have a young rookie quarterback that they can use, that, you know, Saquon Barkley can help develop. But this thing is now just burned to the ground, and it's time to rebuild. Year three three of this giant rebuild will be year one of this second rebuild, and it probably will be with Joe Shane, and it probably will be with Brian Dable, despite the absolute ineptitude shown from both of those gentlemen after an incredibly successful year one, after a year one that had me espousing uh, in Joe Shane we trust and Brian Dable coach of the year, and there is well-coached and well-run. I mean, I had a whole thing about how I I still don't know how good they'll be this year. I think they could be a little bit of a drop-off from last year. I don't know if I anticipate the playoffs necessarily, but I know they'll be okay because they're in as good hands as they've been since Tom Coughlin left. On and on about that, and instead we get this filth and this slop from this team and this coaching staff in particular and these decisions from this GM as well. I mean, Daniel Jones goes down and they have a competent backup, right? You made sure to go out and get Tyrod Taylor. In case Daniel Jones, who's had neck injuries in the past, who's had ankle injuries in the past, who's missed games in the past, sure, you want to make sure you have a great backup quarterback, great in Tyrod Taylor. The minute Jones goes down, you should have made sure you had a better option at backup quarterback than Tommy DeVito, who stinks. But you didn't. And maybe it would have helped at some point this year if you had a punt returner instead of having open tryouts all season long until you finally went out and got a proven guy who could catch the ball off a punt. And this, you know, the, this Evan Neal, who we thought was going to have the same bounce up uh, and bounce, you know, back second year that Andrew Thomas did, continues to stink. I mean, everything we thought about this team, everything we thought we knew, we have to learn again because they're dreadful. But yet, having said that, you can't keep firing coaches every two years. You can't keep firing GMs. They're going to get a chance here to develop their guy. In a way, Daniel Jones has bought them another couple of years because you draft them, you develop them, you get a run with this quarterback, right? Dable's going to get a chance to develop this quarterback. I would think that's why Dable got a job, right? Dable is only a head coach in the NFL because of what he did in Buffalo in developing Josh Allen. So he's going to draft a quarterback. He's going to get a chance to develop him. And hopefully Dable of last year is much more indicative of the the Dable we're going to get moving forward than this year is. But ultimately, at least yesterday, as painful as it was, as ugly as it was, and it was ugly and it was painful, and now it's put me in a position I have to do the last thing I want to do and probably root against my team, which I'll struggle with. I'll still be the idiot who in a tight game will somehow be – I don't know it any other way. It's muscle memory to root for your team. But I'll, you know, but we're going to have to focus on the idea that they need to be at the top of this draft. They need to, they need to get out in front of Arizona. They need to get out in front of Chicago and technically – the Panthers, although that pick belongs to Chicago as well. They need to figure out a way to get out in front and take one of these two quarterbacks because that's the only way you build a franchise. And so in some weird way, as ugly as it was and depressing as it was to watch the Raiders with a new head coach and a new offensive coordinator and a rookie quarterback absolutely trounce the Giants, as ugly and disgusting as that was, at least it did finally bring an end to the discussion of what Daniel Jones is and whether or not he's the guy. That discussion is now over. There is a bit of relief to that. There is some relief. I, I At least we've answered that age-old question. That you and I have gone on about for weeks and weeks and years and years. Oh no, Daniel Jones is great. He just needs an offensive line. Oh no, Daniel Jones is great. He just needs a a wide receiver or a pass-catching tight end. Or Daniel Jones is great. He just needs this. Hey, Saquon Barkley hasn't been healthy. Hey, Andrew Thomas isn't there. Hey, no, Daniel Jones is great. Daniel Jones is this. Daniel Jones is that. Daniel Jones is no longer the quarterback of the New York Giants. That has been answered. And I'm not... Taking glee in it. I'm not happy about it. I wish it would have went the other way because it's good to have a quarterback. And ultimately, whoever they draft, as highly touted and as highly, you know, rated as he may be, is no lock. Caleb Williams is no lock. Drake May is no lock. We know this. We know this. So the answer of have the Giants found their starting quarterback is still no. But the answer is of the the question is Is Daniel Jones that guy? That has been answered. The answer is no. And I feel for him, and it sucks that it comes via injury, but that's just what happened here. Because most likely he's torn his ACL, he's done for the year, and there's no moving on from that. There's no trusting that. And especially if they're drafting in a position to take these quarterbacks, you have to do it. And they will be. Because there's more names than just those two. There's a handful of quarterbacks here who could be drafted, and I'm sure if Dable likes one, you have to go out and take him. Now, Daniel Jones will probably be with the team next year because he's untradable. A you know a quarterback making his money under that contract, who's now torn an ACL, had surgery on his neck, and misses time all the every year. Oh, and by the way, isn't very good. It's tough to move. And the dead money on this contract is something they probably won't do. So the question is now, one, the obvious answer for me is yes. But the first question is, does Dable and Shane get a chance to draft a quarterback and develop him? I think yes, but I suppose that topic and question is still on the table. And then two, does that quarterback, when drafted, immediately play with Daniel Jones as his backup? Or does Daniel Jones play and a year of holding a clipboard and learning the offense as the backup quarterback for this rookie? Now, I don't know what the timetable is from an injury standpoint for Daniel Jones. Will he be ready for week one? Is this a year-long injury? Is he week five, week six, week four? Like, when will Daniel Jones play again? I don't know. That might answer the question right there. But we have a final answer on Daniel Jones, and it's, we're moving on next year. And at least in that angle, at least as we look forward to another dead season come Thanksgiving, And meaningless games where we have to root against our team. Where we will take solace as they lose by 30 points to the Cowboys next week. And we will try and take comfort in the college football games and what they could draft as the Washington Commanders beat them by two touchdowns. As we pray that Mac Jones somehow shows up and figures out a way to actually play quarterback in the NFL and make a couple plays and hope that they lose to the Patriots. And that love figures out a way to not be a bust in Green Bay and win a game for the Packers. And hopefully the Saints don't shoot themselves in the foot and play stupid football and their quarterback doesn't make terrible mistakes over and over again and show that he's overrated and not worthy of the contract they gave him. And hopefully they can figure out a way to lose to the Saints. I don't even have to go over the Eagles. They're going to lose by 100. That's what we hope for. That's what we got to look forward to. Taking solace in the blowouts that are yet to come. Yippee! 877-337-6666. 877 337 Let's get to your phone calls. My man Rocco in Saratoga. What's up, Rocco?
1: Oh, C-Mac, C-Mac, C-Mac. That was pathetic. Yep. Oh, pathetic what a, oh, God. (laughs) I thought the Raiders were bad. I knew they would have a bounce because of a new coach. I knew, you know, and ex giant, no less. And that's, oh, that was bad.
0: I know, Rocco, but I'm honestly, I I don't, I'm so tired of that. What bounce did they get? Like, quite honestly, because they were able to run the football on a crappy team. Last year, year their running back led the league in, in rushing, like, the, the Giants just didn't show up. I know they got a boost. I understand they played better. I understand they're smoking cigars at the end of the game. I understand how much they hated Josh McDaniel and the the story came out about the team meeting and how terrible that went and that uh Antonio Pierce was asked to kind of defend the coach and talked about the time they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl and that actually pissed off McDaniels. I all the glazer I heard him talk. I don't care. I'm sorry. The Giants were awful, and they didn't show up. But what what boost did they get exactly? They got the boost of playing the lousy Giants. That's the boost they got. They got the gift. They got the gift. Did they play better than they have? Yeah, sure. Were they world beaters? You think they beat any kind of decent team just because, they, they, because of Antonio Pierce? You think if a good team showed up to that game, they'd beat them? Like, let's be honest. Yeah, they fired their coach. Yeah, Antonio Pierce is someone who's a leader of men and they wanted to play for sure. That's great. They got to play the worst team in the NFL. That's why they had the game they had because Wink Martindale and this defense didn't want to show up. Because certain members of this team felt like Leonard Williams was traded and so they wanted to give up. That's what it felt like. Some of the comments in the post game it made it feel that way. And then, you know, Xavier McKinney doing what all losing teams do. Here it comes. Guys complaining. Guys, you know, oh, they're not listening to leadership. They're not listening to leadership. Lead. You've had a miserable season, Xavier. Miserable. Let alone the idea that you broke your hand in the bye week last. I'll give you a break for that. I'm not even sure I should. But this is the guy saying they're not listening to leaders. Were they listening to the defensive leaders when you were the best defense in the league for three weeks running? Were they listening then? Maybe you just didn't want to show up in Vegas. Maybe that's more of it. But that's what le- that's what losing teams do. That is the least surprising. Po- and I'm not even getting on them because I get it. They're, they're frustrations. That's the most least surprising bit of news to come out of the post game that you could possibly imagine. Oh, disgruntled after getting blown out by the Raiders, unhappy, sure. Oh, then we're not we're not being heard. You're not being heard. You're not being heard. You're not being seen. I certainly don't hear your name being called. The defense was an embarrassment because you know what? Yeah, sure. Daniel Jones went down. Sure. And the offense didn't really have much of a chance once that happened. Sure, the defense didn't have to get the ball run down their throat. This is a team that can't score points. This is a team that can't run the football despite having a running back that led the league in rushing last year. This is a team that's had nothing going on. Nothing. And I know they got a boost. Oh, they got a boost. Again, much more than the boost they got was the opponent they got. And now we got to hope that same opponent shows up the rest of the year so they lose all these games so they can go out and draft a quarterback that might turn this freaking franchise around that hasn't been able to be turned around for 10 years. And that's what's the mo- really that's the most frustrating thing about it, man. The most frustrating thing about it is where I thought we were. Where I thought the Giants were heading into this season. Who I thought was leading them. How I felt about the leadership of this team. Daniel Jones was worthy of that contract, right? You had to give it to him. Had to give it to him. Hell, wait until the rest of the quarterbacks sign, Chris. It's going to be a bargain. You're going to be thrilled with that Daniel Jones contract in two years. Thrilled. As the as the salary cap goes up and all these other quarterbacks get their contracts, you're gonna Daniel Jones will be a bargain. Yeah, it sure feels like it. Sure feels like it. I knew that there was a chance of some regression. Last year's schedule was really easy compared to this year. Everything bounced their way last year. Everything. They turned it on at the end of the year, played a great playoff game against Minnesota, no doubt, and then got exposed again against Philadelphia, which they did almost every time they played a really good football team. But there were great moments. There definitely was. And the coach was terrific. They were well coached. That was their identity. Teams build identities. The Giants' identity last year was they were well coached. They didn't really do anything in particular that well. They played defense at times, better than you thought, considering the personnel. Dexter Lawrence emerged as a a star in this league. But, you know, ultimately, they leaned on Saquon Barkley, who showed that he was, you know, a a very, very talented running back again, which he had already proved. But ultimately, their identity was they were really well coached. And the GM picked guys off the Buffalo a uh, practice squad who came in and was their best receiver. And it just felt like, wow, they are really well run. And so whatever happens, even if this year does have a bit of a regression and they only win seven or eight games and they miss the playoffs, I'll still feel pretty good about things. I'm sure the offense will get better. They drafted Hyatt. They'll work him down the field. Uh, Jones is going to show me why he's worth $40 million. The offense will score more points. The defense is still kind of young. You're playing young defensive backs. There'll be some problems. There'll be some breakdowns. They'll lose some games, you know, hopefully 35 to 31. And they won't be quite as, they won't have as good a record. But, hey, you'll see the progression in year two. And instead, they've completely fallen on their face to the point of Daniel Jones is gone. Saquon Barkley should be gone. And they're drafting a quarterback and starting year three of the rebuild with year one of rebuild number two. And that is depressing. Jason in Stony Brook, what's up, Jason?
2: Chris, great to talk to you. I, I, I you know, thank God for a WFAN, you know, so we can vent and rant and, yes. and feel better about ourselves that so we can yes. talk about it, right? I like, I feel like I speak for millions of New Yorkers and for now, South Floridians like me who live in Coconut Creek and are from Stony Brook, mm-hmm. Long Island, that we can just, we can, you know, I, I mean, let's be honest, we, what can we do? We got, we got to get it off our chest, got it. otherwise I,
0: it'll just sit there. Exactly. No anything like, sitting here,
2: on your chest. You know, you know. Mac, we should all just take turns and sit sit in with you for like a half hour and just like vent and rant. Well, <laughs> I you, you get, I, I'll, re- I'll give recall. you three minutes. Re-call. Let's start I there. I got you. <laughs> um, you know, c Mac, I, 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 this is you know, you and I have talked about Daniel Jones not being the answer. I mean, I, no offense to the kid. I, I've said this a million times. Nice kid, carries himself a lot like Eli. Um, but he, he's, he's too much bad Eli Manning when he tells me, you know, and, and just not enough good Eli Manning. And I mean, listen, uh, you know, now, now, now we're stuck because now he's hurt and he can't prove himself to, to be better and to be worthy of the $40 million contract. We got a backup quarterback who's now on the shelf. I know right now. That conversation is over.
0: I don't know right. how anyone can no longer – right. can anyone can still make right. that conversation. It's over.
2: Right. And, and you know, th- this is the thing. Now the bigger picture to me is this. You know, forget the drafting. Forget maybe the misses with Evan Neal or, you know, Thibodeau's obviously not as good as Parsons and we should have drafted Parsons. Oh. And, you know, I mean, you know, the whole – we can go on and on with the draft picks. But this is my they did get, They concern. did get
0: Kadarius Tony, though, to be fair.
2: Oh, right. Oh, no. I mean, Dave Gettleman. I mean, I, I, he, I, I'm They did draft Tony instead. Yeah, you know. Yeah, see, Matt, he's a gold jacket guy, Kadarius Tony. That, oh, well, that's they, our former GM. Who, I mean, yeah, wonderful pick. Yep. I mean, I, 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 I'll be fair because I, I wanted to take Juan Barkley. I wanted to draft him. But let's be honest. We should have drafted with Lamar Jackson, you know, I mean, with the second pick
0: that sure. year. Sure. You I mean, know, yeah. I, I must or, not have
2: Lamar. No.
0: Or Josh Allen. Or, yeah, I mean, ab- absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
2: Right. All right. So, so my thing is that despite all this and 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 the players and you know, like you said, Xavier McKinney now complaining about you know guys not stepping up, whatever. I mean, come on, we're, we're, it's like well, the
0: coaching staff isn't listening to leadership.
2: Well, that's 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 where that's where I was just going to go. That's to me, that's the bigger picture. I thought we finally, after last year, after yeah. Dable is coach of the year and deservedly so. Oh, no doubt. See, see that? Do you feel like he's lost the team now? Like he's gone from. <sighs> see that he's gone from first to worst in all one year. I don't think I've ever seen that before in any coach, in any sport to go from being on top to being the toast of the town to now being like, I mean, like, you know, yeah. he's, uh, he, I mean, uh, you know, again, we, we thought it was okay when he was calling out players on the sideline and yelling at him, and it was okay because they were winning. Now he's, 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 you know, what the belief to Evan Neal as he's walking off the sideline yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, think I, I know, but I, out on him?
0: I, I guess I, I think Evan Neal's just brutal. He said, "In the, here's the thing." Like, I would say, I mean, if if Dable in the post game was asked about that play, and he said we were most likely, I didn't really understand this that much. He said we were most likely uh, trying to draw them off sides. and they were like, "Oh, so you weren't going to run a play?" And he said, "Well, there's some um, nuances to it, or whatever the terminology was." So, in other words, I guess if they saw a certain um, look from the defense, they would run a play. I don't know. But mainly, no, they were trying to run. They were trying to get an offside. Trying to get an offside. So, yeah, if my offensive lineman who knows we're not even running a play, all you have to do, you don't have to worry about getting an early start and trying getting a push. You don't have to worry about trying to get your head out in front of the lineman. You don't have to worry about anything. Just sit in your stance. That's all you have to do. And you get a false start penalty. Like, yeah, what the bleep? Now, ultimately, if that's all they were doing, it didn't cost them anything. They would, they would, unless they would have drawn it off sides, which I find it hard to believe. It very rarely happens, but it happens. But you can't have a false start. That's just being. That's just stupidity. You understand false starts if you're trying to get an edge, or you know you forget the play call. You know you're not going. You're not getting out of your stance. Don't move. So yeah, what the bleep? What the bleep, pal? I'd I just run right up to the to Joe Shane and just be like, "What the bleep?" Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. I mean, this whole season is what the bleep, man? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He's Neil's awful, and unfortunately, he's hurt again. I mean, it's nothing goes right. <laughs> nothing has nothing gone right. They, they make sure they have Tyrod Taylor in case Daniel Jones, goes down, Daniel Jones goes down. He gets hurt. I mean, it's just been one of those years where nothing goes right, and they were embarrassed. In a game, they had, you know, this was a, whether or not you believe the season's over at 2-6, and six, this was a chance to show who they are. Like, that's what this game was. We talked about it. This was a final stretch of the season where the schedule does lighten up, where Daniel Jones and this offense and this team had an opportunity and a chance to show who they were even if they fall short of the playoffs going into next year. This was Daniel Jones saving his giant career. And everyone's aware, the entire team. And they come out as flat as you possibly can against a team that fired their coach, fired their GM, F- fired their offensive coordinator so it's a new play caller they're playing a rookie quarterback and that's the performance de- this defense comes comes out and allows them to run the football down the field without the quarterback really making a play just run the football down the field watch that end around touchdown again he bites they bite inside and take terrible angles it's a joke it's a joke Daniel Jones comes out and airmails the first throw 10 feet over Dan, uh, over Saquon Barkley's head. He's throwing balls, deep balls out of bounds when Hyatt has a step. He's overthrowing guys. He's, you know, and then it ends with him and his knee giving out, unfortunately. But that was it. At least it ended the conversation. We no longer have to worry about who Daniel Jones is, what he is, what he'll be next year. Is he top 10? Is he this? Is he a franchise quarterback? It's all over. It's all over. The Giants start from square one. Come draft, they are drafting a quarterback. 877-337-6666. McMonigle here with you on The Fan. We'll continue to take your phone calls, get you to 5 o'clock. Jets do play tonight, a big game. Monday Night Football. Jets Chargers, live, MetLife Stadium. Big game for the Jets. If they want to really stay in this playoff picture, home games against winnable teams who aren't well-coached, who make mistakes at the end of the game. This de- this defense needs to step up, create some turnovers, give this lousy offense some short fields, and this run game of the Jets have to get it going against this Chargers team. This is a game they can win, and they're going to need to. These are the kind of games you need to win. You want to be a playoff team in the AFC. Yeah, their division lost a lot of games, but you're seeing other teams really start to emerge inside the AFC. If you want to be one of the teams that make it to the postseason, games like this are games you have to win. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Larry
3: Johnson and Mourning are swinging on the baseline, and Mourning, right now, is being held by Jeff Van Gundy. Van Gundy holding on to his foot, and this is amazing.
0: When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. I was just talking to CeeLo out in the newsroom. He'll be with Al for the uh, filling in for Jerry, and he'll be with the warm-up show at 5 o'clock. And you know what really bothers me, too, about the, the defense right now, and especially some of the comments? I, I think I read in the uh, Jordan Run-On uh, story that had the uh, McKinney um, comments. It also had about uh, Dexter Lawrence not understanding Why, here, let me see the quote, yeah. New York traded one of its captains, defensive lineman Leonard Williams, prior to last week's deadline. That wasn't met with a ton of enthusiasm in the locker room. I didn't see why. I still don't understand why defensive lineman Dexter Lawrence said this week, it is what it is. So that was not after the game. It was during the week. Okay. I honestly, like, I'm starting to think, Or I just it feels like in that game it was like, well, if you're going to trade away our guys and you're going to act like this season doesn't matter, if you're going to trade away a guy who helps us stuff the run, a guy who's been here with us for all these years, a guy who's a good football player that we all respect and admire and helps this team, if you're going to trade him away because someone gave you a second and a fifth and you're going to make it seem like we could trade away some of our best players, then why should we care? That's how the defense showed up. That's what it felt like to start the game. The way they were running down the throat of the New York Giants, who, had, who who for three weeks have been as good a defense as they've been in the NFL, to show to start this game with just being absolutely dominated at the line of scrimmage and being run all over, and then talking about leadership in the post-game comments. All right, you want to trade away Leonard Williams? I guess it doesn't matter. And that's, that's up to the coaching staff to make sure that mentality does not seep in. One, it, Clearly, it's up to the players, too, because you're professional athletes. And I'm not saying they gave up necessarily, but it just feels like a little bit of like, hey, no Leonard Williams, you know. If you feel he's expendable, then this defense isn't that important to you. Like, that's the problem with selling away. That Like, that's what you have. That's what you have this is all function of losing this is what losing teams do and that's why you you you, you sell everything or you don't sell like Leonard Williams oh you sell one piece it takes away your defense while you're trying to do other things just sell should have sold everything should have sold McKinney should have figured out a way to restructure a Dory Jackson's contract earlier so you could have moved him you should have done all of this just I mean it's just so frustrating Mike in Manhattan. What's up, Mike?
1: Chris, what's happening, bro? What's up, buddy? Listen, before I get to the Giants on Netflix, you got to catch the documentary called Sly. About Sylvester yeah, Sloan.
0: I actually saw a little bit of it. I saw a little bit of it. It was, it was pretty was good, yeah. Um, get to the
2: Giants. Gable should have been fighting last night on the spot after that game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I hear you, Mike. I, I, that's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Uh, I, I, as frustrating as it is to lose to Antonio Pierce and the Raiders and that they fired everyone, scorched earth it, and, you know, again, did they get a bit of a bump? Sure. Did they play better than they have? Yeah. That is so much more of an indictment. I'm sorry. That game is much more of an indictment of the New York Giants than it is of Josh McDaniels. It is. To me, it still is. I understand how ugly it was with Josh McDaniels. I understand the report about the meeting and everything that Glazer reported. Fine. He obviously needed to go. He's a terrible head coach. One of the worst head coach, uh, one of the worst head coaches in recent memory. So I get that. And I get that they were happy to have him gone. They smoke cigars when they win. They're playing ping pong or wrestling and playing basketball in the locker room before. Fine. This was about the New York Giants. The 30, 30 to six is about the New York Giants. And you're right. Under some circumstances, Brian Dable would be fired. But after what this franchise has gone through year after year, coach after coach, Brian Dable did get something out of that crappy team last year. And now what you're learning is the team was crappy. Like, look, They're not much that different than they are now. And yet they found a way to win some games and make it to the playoffs and win a playoff game. Brian Dable did that. And he's going to get the benefit of the doubt, especially when they, keep, they can't just keep firing coaches. Although I did say the one person I would consider, and I don't even again, I, I hate. I, I wish I just had the firm. I would do this. I don't even know if I would do it, but I would be open to it. Otherwise, I don't even think he'd be open to it. I would be open to Jim Harbaugh if things real. If if he ends up leaving Michigan, which is which is coaches tend to do when they're embroiled in controversy. I could see him out at Michigan, and if that were the case, I might. I would at least have to hear him out or offer it to him and see what he thinks. Uh, talk to him about it, should I say, offer it to him. Talk to him about it and see what he thinks. Because if you can get Harbaugh in here, then, I mean, and a young top quarterback with Harbaugh, I think that's something you'd have to consider. But barring something like that, he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. And I'm not sure it's the right move to. At some point, you have to have to some. you have to have some continuity. You have to have some stability. You have to feel like you have you've picked a guy, you believe in him, we're moving forward. can't keep changing coaches every two years it's it could be part of the reason they lose so damn much as frustrated as I am as disappointed as I am, and as ugly as that game was um it's now over with Daniel Jones. they're drafting a young quarterback, and that's particularly this coach's you know. MO, this is what he's this is why he was hired. This is what made him a head coach. What made him a head coach was developing Josh Allen and what he did in Buffalo. That's what made him a head coach candidate. That's what got him hired. I mean, who are you going to who are you going to find better necessarily at developing a young quarterback? This is the perfect spot to have him. If you believe in him at all anymore. But I agree everything he did last year is lost. He's no longer a special coach. I no longer think of him as a good head coach. He's just the Giants' coach. Bob in Staten Island, what's up, Bob? What's up, Chris? What's going on,
3: dude? Um, dude, the dude, the, um, the craziness of it all is it, it may just get worse before it gets better. Um, Impossible. So impossible! It's impossible. <clears throat> impossible! How does it get worse? How about, how, here, let me give you a scenario. Yeah,
0: please. Paint me a scenario. About, where it's worse. How,
3: how about you draft a quarterback that's not Josh Allen?
0: Yeah, I, I'm losing.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know I, what, how's you know it saying? worse? So, so you got you got a new regime in here for two years. Yeah. They draft the wrong guy, which is very possible because a lot of teams do. Not every top five quarterback is Josh Allen. Oh, sure. You know, you're giving, you're giving these guys a lot of credit for, like, Josh Allen. But Josh Allen's got talent. Does, well, does they, all, they, all, they,
0: all have, they all have talent on some level.
3: They, yeah, of course, of course they do. But yeah. they're all not Josh Allen.
0: No, but you know, Brian I Day mean, will help build Josh Allen. Did you see Josh Allen's rookie huh. year? Josh Allen coming out of Wyoming? No, of, J- course, J- of,
3: of, course, of course I did, Chris. But, you know, go ahead, go ahead and pick the wrong guy. You're you going to go pick Bo Nix? Really? I don't know. Are like you going to pick? I don't know. Maybe. I, I mean. Pick I, Bo, uh, Bo Nix. This, 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 this is how coaches, staffs, Penix. and GMs get fired.
0: Yeah, I understand yeah. that. But what should they do? Not draft a quarterback? Is that your thought process?
3: No. No, no, not at so all. So then what are we talking about? about? I'm not saying that. Ah, so I so what are you saying? Want, that? I, but how could that dude, be worth? Like, I just, honestly. Dude, bro, I just, want, I just want you to pull the ledge. That's I, all. I, no, I'm, no. I don't, I just, listen. I know the Yankees didn't make the playoffs. But you're talking me off the ledge by saying
0: what? That it could be worse? How could it be worse? Drafting Drafting the wrong quarterback could be worse. That's talking me off the ledge. Thanks a lot. Hopefully you're not a negotiator. How is that talking me off the ledge? And what do the Yankees have to do with it? What do the Yankees have to do with it? Do you think I need the Yankees to not make the playoffs to be pissed at this franchise, the Giants franchise? No, they've given me enough all by their lonesome. They've been the worst team in the NFL for the last six years, five out of six. They're dead by Halloween and Thanksgiving, year in and year out. I don't need the Yankees to miss the playoffs. And talking me off the ledge by saying what? It could be worse. They could draft the wrong quarterback when they're going to head into an offseason where they're drafting a young quarterback. How could it be worse? They're going to win two games this year. They're going to win three games this year. What happens? They draft the wrong guy and win and win two, three games. So what? I'm there now. It can't be worse. This is the worst. At least if they draft the wrong guy for a year, I'll be rooting for nothing but victories. Right now I'm rooting for losses. There is nothing worse. There is nothing worse than being a fan and rooting for losses. That's the worst. There is no worse position. There is nothing, there's no, what what if this, what if that? Nothing worse. You got me? Nothing. There is not a single thing that is worse for a fan. Nothing can happen to the Giants franchise that is any worse than hoping they lose football games. That's the worst. There is no lower level. There is no, it could get worse. There is no, this isn't rock bottom. This is rock bottom. Rock bottom. Hoping the Patriots come into MetLife Stadium and beat the Giants because I want that game to go the Patriots' way so I have a better draft pick. That's rock bottom. That's rock bottom. Wanting that lousy quarterback to step in here and throw the football up and down the field and go score a ton of points and win a game. I want to see Mac Jones resurrect his career at MetLife Stadium. That's rock bottom. 877-337-6666. But it could be worse. It could be worse. They could draft the wrong guy. No, that's not worse. That's just prolonging the worse. This is the worst. Your official station to talk Knicks. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, we reached that time of rapid fire. Let's go through as many calls as we can right here on the fan, 877-337-6666. Jets play tonight. Giant season is over. We're looking at quarterbacks, folks. That's where we are. And there is some relief in that. I'll give you that. The last caller said it could be worse. I suppose I will give him the idea that at least I know now that I don't have an answer at quarterback. I could. It could be worse. It, it's been the last six years of wondering, and there's that's just dreadful having that same argument going. This oh, he's the best. Oh, he's going to be great. You just wait. Get him an offensive line. Get him this. Get him that. No, no, he's terrible. He's awful. And here, well, we have the answer finally. Kevin and Kopag, what's up, Kevin Kopag? I'm sorry, Chris. I'll whisper. J e t s. There you go, Jets, Jets, Jets. And there's at least one winning team in this city right now. Let's go. Let's keep it up.
1: I keep hearing, can the Jets score enough to stick with the Chargers? Yes. More like, can the Chargers even score? This team oh, is legit.
0: Oh. Kevin's feeling good. This defense, can the Chargers and their, you know, young, talented, all-world Austin quarterback. Echler,
1: who, who's their receivers, Chris?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I, I told you that I think um, Austin Eckler is obviously a huge part of the team, uh, no doubt about it. But Mike um, Williams or something? yeah. Uh, Mike Williams, whoa, I'm I'm losing my mind. Um, no, yeah, Mike Williams is hurt. What's the? Yeah, Keenan Allen. I'm sorry, that's why Keenan Allen. Uh, that's definitely. how it's it's late. I'm losing my mind. I I my whole jet point was Keenan Allen is a the guy they need to stop. Keenan Allen's their guy. He's their main guy right now. He's the guy third down conversions. He's the guy who goes down the field. He's their blanket. He's the he's the quarterback. Herbert feels most comfortable throwing to Keenan Allen. Yes. Obviously, Eckler is as talented an all-purpose yard back as there is in the NFL. Uh, he's able to, you know, do everything on the field. He's probably their most dynamic weapon. But for me, when there needs to be a play made, when it's third and six, Keenan Allen is the guy they go to. So for me, that's the guy I want to stop. That's the guy I want to lock up. And it's not even so much about yards. It's about getting in the end zone. It's about third down conversions. That's the thing I want to look at. I don't want Keenan Allen to have three or four third down conversions in this game. you got to get them off the field, and you got to give your offense – you want to get turnovers, and you want to keep them off the field. You want to try and win the game of, uh, of field position and win the time of possession and run the football and keep them off the field. And I think Keenan Allen, as much as Eckler – obviously, is very good, but Keenan Allen is as important to that – as anyone. Uh, ben in Princeton. What's up, Ben? Come on, How are you? Good. How are you, Ben? Um, good, good,
1: good. Listen, real quick. Let me say this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see Daniel Jones take another snap as a quarterback for the New York Giants ever again as a starting quarterback. Backup? Maybe. Now, I totally agree with you. I've said it when they drafted him. Who was Daniel Jones? It was done as a favorite um, um, to the Mannings or whatever.
0: Uh, he, no, no,
1: he can't. Well, listen.
0: No, the remember the, of- the the G- and the, thank you for the call, Ben. I'm trying to go uh, rapid fire. The, the GM was in full bloom love with Daniel Jones. And, I mean, that's going back all the way. And, look, I don't know if he's going to take another snap as the starting quarterback of the New York Giants. He's no longer taking a snap as the future of the New York Giants. They might draft a quarterback and play Daniel Jones next year. He's under contract. That contract is difficult to get out of next year. The dead cat money would be too much. Uh, they might think that's the best course of action. Let the kid learn. Uh, it worked for Patrick Mahomes. It's worked for Aaron Rodgers. It's worked for different guys learning underneath, getting an idea of the offense, not being thrusted right into winning, especially if you don't like the rest of the roster. If the offensive line is still crap and Evan Neal is still crap and you're still concerned about some of the weapons, and like it would be easier just to ease him in, let him learn. So there's a chance, and I think a good one, that next year the starting quarterback of the New York Giants is Daniel Jones. But Daniel Jones will never take another snap as the future of the team. Next year will be his last year one way or the other, and he'll never be the guy ever again. Uh, Dominic in Brooklyn. What's up, Dom? Hey,
1: Chris. Um, I just wanted to say, first of all, you're 100 right. Dable and Evan Neal should be both selling hot dogs. Um, and Daniel Jones should be definitely not be the franchise quarterback. He should oh, have it's never over. $45 million. It's over. Thank God. Uh, listen, I don't want to see him get hurt. That's, you know, I don't want to go there. Yeah. But
0: he should have never
1: got to $45 million. And it's a waste. And, and you know what? What's, what the worst part is, is that with are giant Giants fans. We have to sit with this team for years. And other people can go all the ways, you know, all the teams and everything. But we got to sit there. We waited a whole offseason mm-hmm. for this garbage. How how did this guy even get it to win Coach of the Year? I don't I not even understand. Yeah, I mean, I it doesn't I, make any adjustments.
0: Yeah, it's been a rough year. It's Seven
1: been, it's, sacks, eight sacks uh, every game.
0: No, I I understand. He's they've been brutal, and the terrible mistakes, and it's not even just the sacks. I, I mean, it's 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 penalties. It's inability to you know they they they're having open tryouts for punt returns. I mean. Poor decisions at the end of the game, clock management, uh, just everything. Not being able to figure out how, ways to win football games, you should absolutely win. Just everything about it. Like the, the Evan Neal false start is a perfect example. Just terrible. Chris in Bergen County, what's up, Chris? Hey, what's going on, t What's up, buddy?
2: Quick, I know you're up against the clock. Um, what do you think about the comments from Caleb uh, Williams' father about how if the situation's not right, He's right. Just going back to school, yeah, and that he can make more money
0: on his NIL than he can. I don't know. I don't time. know if that's. I don't know if that's accurate necessarily. I don't know if he can make more money on his NIL. <laughs> uh, I, I don't they think. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's much of a benefit to staying in college. I think it's just uh, a little bit of a, a bluff to try and get to a team he wants. Uh, he could theoretically, he could. I don't think he would. And certainly, if it's if you're if we're talking locally here for the New York Giants, if that would to be the case. I understand that Daniel Jones didn't work out, and I understand that they've been a losing franchise. It's the New York football Giants. I, this is not, you know, I, I just I don't think he would turn down the Giants and New York. He's talking about making money in the NIL with his NILs. Not that, you know, it's a small world. The world is getting smaller. It's not that you can't make money elsewhere or be the face of the league. I mean, you know, Patrick Mahomes is doing it in Kansas City. But still, I don't think he's turning down New York. That's it for me. Thank you guys for calling. Thank you guys for listening. Fleeg's on the other side. I appreciate it. Jets tonight against the Chargers. Let's go. This is the kind of game you need to win if you want to be a playoff team. Let's see if Zach Wilson can do it. He's going to have to make plays. I think there will become a time in this game where he has to make plays. Last week against the Giants, he did it. I thought he didn't play a good game. I thought he was pretty miserable all game, but he had to make two throws at the end of the game. He did it. Still too little for me. We got to see more. Hopefully, tonight we do. Everybody, enjoy your Monday. I'll catch you tomorrow. Sports Radio
1: 1019 FM yeah, WFM.